Welcome to The Hardcore Truth, where we discuss politics, society, and whatever else comes to mind. I'm your host, Rusty, the pissed-off libertarian. Thanks for tuning in. Well, everybody, it's another episode. It's another week gone by of The Hardcore Truth. I am your host, Rusty, the pissed-off libertarian, and I got a unique show for you today. Um, Maybe a little controversial, maybe a little rude, maybe a little uh, in your face, but that's what we do here. This is uh, The Hardcore Truth, and I tell you nothing but the truth and how things are and how we see it and that's the way we call it but first before i do anything anything at all i want to take the time to thank each and every one of you who takes the time out of their busy lives and schedules to listen to this dumpster fire of a podcast that i do every week if it wasn't for you guys couldn't do it, and sure as hell wouldn't try because let's face it, nobody would ever give a fuck. So, thank you guys for doing that. You guys are amazing, and we appreciate you. We really do. So, <clears throat> a lot of things going on in the news right now. Um, mainly Democrats acting like Democrats. Uh, so, the first thing that they do when they get to power, as you well know, is kill jobs, thousands of jobs for Americans. Um, enact ridiculous, draconian um, gun laws that are unconstitutional because, let's face it, every gun law is an infringement on the Second Amendment. Um, And something else that they do, they start wars. So the very first thing within the uh, first 100 days that Joe Biden does, what's he do? He bombs a fucking country. Why not? Why the fuck not? You know, this whole, all this bluster and all this talk about how, you know, we need to... uh, do things differently this time around. We need to not act like the previous administrations and blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. First thing he does is the same thing that the previous administrations have always done, and that's bomb the shit out of other countries. So there you go. In a nutshell, that's what's going on right now. Democrats lied their ass off to get power, and uh, they're just doing whatever the fuck that they want. Shocker, right? Might I add, any of you... Any of you, or anybody, not any of you guys, because let's face it, if you're listening to this podcast, you didn't vote for this fucking clown. Um, Anybody who voted for Joe Biden, you're a fucking idiot. You're 100% a fucking idiot. That's all I got to say about that. So we're going to go ahead and move on forward. This uh, episode, like I said, is going to be unique, and it's going to be a little controversial, probably, maybe, I don't know, because, you know... We live in the softest generation that this country has ever fucking seen. So if this is if this is going to offend you, just stop listening. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. Now, the difference between right and wrong. If you're an adult, you know this. You're not purposely going to do things to insult people, to offend people. To piss them off. Okay? That's not what an adult does. Okay? What we're going to talk about tonight has nothing to do with that. Nothing at all. I, and I'm sure a lot of you who listen to this podcast, maybe you know people who don't listen to this podcast, would think the same way. But I, for one... I'm sick and fucking tired of watching my country 
the country in which I grew up in, country in which I've had family and friends fight abroad to defend. A country where ancestors of mine came to, to escape persecution or to escape war. Or they just came to this country because it was a better place than where they were. Whatever the reason. Something about this country has always been exponentially great. Sure, we've had a lot of things in our past that have happened. Nobody's denying that. Bad things. Nobody's trying to brush that under the rug. Nobody's trying to make excuses for that. We have moved past it. We have done things better in this country. Is there always room for improvement? Absolutely. Never said that there wasn't. But when you have a country that is ran by a government who is literally trying, actively trying to erase things about this country in order to paint it into a different light just to appease people, that's a huge problem. That's an absolute problem in this country. And that's what we're seeing right now. And it's utterly disgusting and it needs to fucking stop. Because there is no other country on the face of this earth None whatsoever changes the way things are in the country to appease other people. This doesn't happen. Well, maybe in England. They're doing it there. But the way that the United States has been doing this and then criminalizing a difference of opinion is a scary thing. And it's a slippery and dangerous slope. And we're watching it unfold in front of our eyes. Not only that, but for whatever reason, this country and the people who, quote, run it, end quote, want to criminalize success. They want to vilify Success. They want to vilify business, the free market, capitalism. They want to criminalize all these things and vilify them. For what? Because they say that it's unfair, that it's unjust. Well, listen here. I don't know if anybody has, has not told you this. Life isn't fair. You either succeed or you don't. You either try or you don't. If you don't try to succeed, then nothing should be given to you. But this is the mentality that this government is trying to push. They're trying to make it in a way that if you don't try, you're entitled to the same things that 
I'm sorry, you're entitled to the same things that people who actually try. And that's not the way the world works. I don't know who's ever told them this is the way that the world works, but this is not how it works. And it's utterly sickening to see that a government is actively pushing for just that kind of mentality. And that's what we're actually seeing now. It doesn't make sense. Only to those who are possibly in the know does it make sense to. But it doesn't make sense to a lot of people. Because this is not the way people were raised. That's not how things were done. And it makes no sense. None whatsoever. So, that's what this episode tonight is about. That's what this episode is about tonight. So we're going to dive right into it. And we're going to break it down and we're going to dissect it. And we're going to give some theories behind it. Okay? So, buckle up. This is going to be an interesting one. I hope. I think you all have well gathered that the state that I live, the state that I reside in is in New York State, okay? Not the city, not upstate. I live in western New York. Western New York is the home of blue-collar folk. You have blue-collar, you have the blue-collar city of Buffalo, not very far away from here. But between the city of Buffalo and the city of Rochester, in which I work, go to every single day, is predominantly rural. There's nothing but farms all dotting all around western New York. So you have these two cities in, in, in the entirety of western New York, okay? Some may argue that Albany, or not Albany, but uh, Syracuse is western New York. I, I mean, it's possible. I don't know. But I'm not, I'm not here to break down the geographical um, nuances of everything, okay? I'm only going to stick to where I live and where I work, okay? So, like I said, between these two cities, it's all rural. It's nothing but farmland. You can literally drive 10, 15, 20 minutes and be surrounded by nothing but fields, Okay, then you'll run into a small town, and then once you get out of that small town, about five, six minutes later, it's nothing but fields again. This is where I live. Pretty much the same as where I grew up. Okay, I work in the city of Rochester. Now, with that, one of, the major, one of the major highways that in which I drive through or drive on every single day is the 490. And it cuts right through the city of Rochester. So I wanted to give a little back information of where I'm going with this before I kick this off. So driving down the 490, heading into the city of Rochester, billboards dot both sides of the highway, okay? Just like any typical city would. 
Usually these signs are lit up with advertisements for law offices, local eateries, uh, whatever new product that is being offered at Dunkin' Donuts or Tim Hortons. Okay, and Tim Horton is a huge uh, coffee place up here. In case you guys don't know. Um, but one billboard in particular that I see almost every single day. And every time that I see this billboard, it sickens me to my stomach. Okay? It's been catching my eye ever since that I've seen it about a couple weeks ago. The sign, I can only imagine, was put out by the office of Governor uh, Andrew Cuomo. God Emperor Cuomo, right? Reading as if it was something out of Stalinist Russia. Propaganda, okay? This billboard reads, New York State business owners made over $81.5 billion during the pandemic. It's time for them to pay their fair share. So my question is this. So this is what we're doing now. This is what we're doing. God Emperor Cuomo fucked the dog on this. He really did. Instead of acting like a governor who actually gave a fuck about his constituents and the people uh, in the state, he took this, he took this pandemic and he did the same thing that he accused Donald Trump of doing. Not taking this seriously enough. Because he was all over television, all over radio, saying that this virus would not affect the people of New York because New York, uh, the people of New York are strong. That this virus is no match for the people of New York. Then all of a sudden people started getting sick. Because his lack of preparedness and his total nonchalant, of the, uh, nonchalant attitude of the situation... Calls these numbers to skyrocket. So instead of doing something about it, he passed. He passed down a piece of um, legislation, I guess you could call it, decree. He passed down a decree stating that um, all those who were testing positive for uh, corona would be moved out of hospitals and placed in nursing homes. Once that occurred, elderly folk in nursing homes started dying at an absurd rate. While this was happening, he did nothing. He would jet set to Puerto Rico. He would go to Atlanta. He would go to D.C. He was always in D.C. Always. Right? While the people of New York State were suffering under his crippling lockdown measures, this guy was doing whatever the fuck he wanted. Because he's a politician. 
he doesn't have to listen to the same rules that he cast down to everyone else. He's an elite. So he gets to do whatever the fuck he wants. He's not the only governor who did this. Hell, he's not even the only poli- he's not even the only politician that has done this. This whole idea, this whole thing has been a joke from the get. How this government handled this. How these governors handled this was nothing short than criminal. Sure, we can sit around and point fingers all day long if we want to. You know, you have you have people who would say that, you know, Donald Trump didn't do enough. He didn't do anything, blah, 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 this, that, and the third. Well, here's the problem with that. Congress knew about it, but didn't do a goddamn thing about it. Because they were too busy with the Mueller report. They were too busy trying to impeach Donald Trump. So they literally did nothing throughout this entire situation. Except waste time and taxpayer money. But yet Donald Trump got the blame for this. I mean, I understand that's a horse of a different color altogether. But if we're going to start pointing fingers, and I knew we said we weren't going to, but if we were going to start pointing fingers, let's start pointing it at the democratically controlled Congress. Let's start there. Because they knew about it. They knew the, the, the rate in which of, uh, of infection would take hold. They knew the numbers, but they literally did nothing. But yet this is Donald Trump's fault. Mind you, the fact that 50,000 plus have died since Biden has taken office, you don't hear a goddamn thing about it. On CNN, you don't see the, the graphs. You don't see, you know, the experts chirping away, talking about how, you know, he's not handling this the way that he's supposed to be. It's all propaganda. That's all this is. It's, it's propaganda. But this is what we're doing now. We're passing the blame. We are literally vilifying businesses for being profitable and making money during a time where government forced businesses to close. Because whether you like it or not, people who have businesses, people who run businesses, they still have bills to pay. They just can't shut down one, you know, just because they were told to. These people shut their doors. They lose everything. They lose absolutely everything. Now, it's one thing to start a business and risk it all and not succeed. That's one thing. Because at least you tried. You did it on your own and you didn't lose everything because you were told you had to lose everything. 
This is completely different. This is the government literally stepping in and saying, you're not allowed to do this. You're not going to do this. I don't care if you have bills or not. You're not allowed to be open. You have literally had privately owned businesses, small businesses, closing their doors and shuttering their windows because they lost everything. But the big box stores were allowed to stay open. Why? This is a conspiracy theory, folks. This is, this is shit that actually happened during all this. If we're going to talk about this, if we're going to sit here and we're going to talk about this, let's talk about it in, a, in the biggest picture that we possibly can, can have. Why is it that some small mom and pop shops and their operations weren't allowed to stay open, but the big box stores were? Well, a lot of people will say, well, you know, they had to stay open. How would people get their food? Well, what's the difference between a big box store, a big corporate box store being open and making a profit during a pandemic than opposed to a small mom and pop operation staying open and making a profit during a pandemic. What is the difference? There is literally no fucking difference here. Other besides, corporate interests always take precedent. They always take precedent. We're still going through this pandemic. And everything that we have heard about this, everything that we have heard about this, Those who defied lockdown orders in order to keep the very little that they had left because all of their money, all their money, everything that they have ever had was tied up in their small business. We have heard how these people are horrible people because they defied government lock, uh, the orders to uh, uh, government lockdown orders. Sorry. Um, that's, you know, that, that's, that's horrible. We can't do that. How dare people make a profit during, during a pandemic? Biden just uh, awarded Raytheon billions of dollars. Who's Raytheon? They're a military contractor, of course. So why aren't people pissed off about that? Why are not why are people not pissed off about that? Why are people pissed off that people who are trying to keep the very little bit that they have left? Why are people pissed off about that but not pissed off at the fact that billions of dollars are going to a military contractor? Why? It's all propaganda. It's all propaganda. To me, this is an attempt to shift blame from themselves for their, uh, for their attempt to destroy any and all business that defied the draconian orders to remain closed. That's exactly what this says. This is a full-scale war that is being launched, launched people, against these businesses and capitalism by the state government. 
But like I said, it just doesn't stop there at the state government. It's being launched by the government itself. From the halls of Congress, from the White House, you literally have people condemning those who dare to defy lockdown orders. Not because they're greedy. This has nothing to do with greed. This has everything to do with fucking tyranny. This is what we're looking at. You are literally, literally looking at tyranny. Dead in its face. But the only thing that people can see is that the only reason why these business owners owners would want to stay open is because of greed. They don't care about people's public safety. They don't care. So now we have to fall on the sword of political correctness. And it's disgusting. They are trying to create a narrative in which people become outraged because people who refuse to close their doors and potentially lose everything, they have and worked for effectively making these those business owners the enemy. Why? Why would a government do this to its own people? And I can tell you why. It's very simple if you think about it. It's because they need to shift the attention away from all those all the illegal, unconstitutional immoral, disgusting shit that they are doing. It's also an effective tool in order to make people hate capitalism. It's an easy scapegoat. They're doing it. With this billboard that I just told you about, from all the bullshit that's coming out of D.C., the Congress and the White House, They are literally trying to make people who are trying to make money look like the bad guys. Not to mention that the majority of the lockdown measures that that these governors instituted during this pandemic were unconstitutional. Because that whole situation right there, was that was just a power grab. All these lockdown governors, all this was, was to see who could out-tyranny the other. From Gavin Newsom to the governor in Michigan to God Emperor Cuomo to the governor of Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Larry Hogan of Maryland. It was all, it was an all out power grab. It was an all out who can out tyranny the other. Because that's what it boiled down to. These people got a little, little tiny bit of taste of power and they went completely ape shit over it. They went completely apeshit over it. 
They got drunk off of it. So they start throwing it around to see what they could get away with. The end result of that and everything, everything that you're seeing, the end result of that is a possible fracturing of the United States because you have states in this country who are willingly and wantingly defying anything that is coming out of Washington, D.C. right now, and rightfully so. Because the things that are coming out of Washington, D.C. right now are no better. No better. Than the things that we had saw coming out of England before we became an actual country. This is what we're looking at. You were looking at a president who was an utter failure as a vice president, who was an utter failure as a politician. I mean, because let's face it, the guy's a moron. He really fucking is. He's a moron. With that being said, any and all the things that he is trying to make happen in this country that are unconstitutional, 120% doesn't matter. You have states responding in ways that you have never seen them before. This guy is talking about stricter, more harsher gun control laws. So you... In response to that, you have states who are actually getting, a, getting rid of their concealed carry permits. Because let's face it, having a firearm is your constitutional right. You have the right to defend yourself. You have the right to keep and bear arms. States like Montana and Utah... Have completely, getting, have completely gotten rid of their uh, carry permits because owning a firearm is a constitutional right. And more power, too. It's a beautiful thing to see. You have other states who are passing laws in their states because, remember, we have a Tenth Amendment. Or as I like to do, God Emperor Cuomo, we have a 10th Amendment. The president can't tell us what to do. So on and so forth. States have rights. So now you have certain states in the United States who are passing laws within their states stating that any federal agent who comes in and violates their citizens' Second Amendment rights, the local authorities have the right to place those federal agents under arrest. And thank God for that. You see, everything that we are seeing right now and everything that we have heard in the last four years It's all starting to make sense, people. For four years, we had one political party 
saying that one man was destroying the country, was setting things back. He was killing this country. He was making things, he was making things awful. He was dividing the country. That's the word I was trying to get to. And then you have this guy who is the president now. This guy got sworn in as president. And since his uh, uh, swearing in as president, he has signed over 50 different executive orders and actions. 50. Five zero. Okay? He's literally causing states to create laws in which would place his federal agents under arrest if they violate the citizenry of that state's constitutional rights. That's happening. So tell me. If that's progress. I mean to me it's progress. I think it's great. Because like I said at the beginning of this episode. Any and all. Gun gun laws. Are an infringement on the second amendment. Any and all. 120%. Any and all of them. I think it's great. But all of you with their with blinders on their eyes who think this guy is the second coming of Christ just like everybody thought the last guy was the second coming of Christ and the guy before him and the guy before him and blah, 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 so on and so, so forth. If all of you still have your blinders on and how you're still saying how great Joe Biden is, If he's so fucking great, then why is he causing fractures in the United States? Why is he causing division amongst states in which he is supposed to govern and be in charge of? He is the president after all. And I'm sure they'll they'll just make excuses for him because... That's what people do. Nobody takes personal responsibility for their actions anymore. So it's not going to be his fault. It's going to be all these rogue states. You know, this is just this is just states getting in the way of progress. Well, if this is progress, I want no fucking parts of it. And no one who values freedom, individual rights, should not back this guy. But people do. Because they've all drank the Kool-Aid, you see. That's what it boils down to. This country, this country right now, is committing the biggest, the biggest display of Harikari I have 
ever seen. Ever seen. We are literally working backwards. Since this guy has taken the reins, we have literally worked backwards. We have gone from being energy independent right back to being energy dependent. Everybody wants to talk about, you know, removing fossil fuels and everything like that, but nobody wants to come up with a viable uh, replacement for it. There is one, and it's a lot cleaner. It's called nuclear energy, but nobody wants to fucking talk about that. Nobody wants to talk about that at all. We have the cleanest burning coal facilities in the world. But we're going to shut those down. We're going to shut those down. And we're going to completely slit our own fucking throats. For what? For what? So we look better on the world stage? Nobody's doing dick about China. Nobody cares about that. For the mere fact that China is one of the two biggest polluters in the world, other besides India, nobody's doing a damn thing about that. But yet, you know, we got to kill our energy independence to set an example. Why does the United States have to set the example? Why can't we just sit back and say, you know what? How all the rest of you decide to kill yourselves is your fucking business, but we're not doing it here. Why? Because it's not about us. They literally do not give a shit about how it affects us. Just as long as they can still get their kickbacks from foreign nations or whatever the fuck it is that they do. Just as long as they get what they want in the end, that's the only thing that matters. And that's what's happening right now. And the people who are paying for it are us. We're the ones who have to pay more taxes. We're the ones who have to pay higher at the gas pumps. We're the ones who have to pay more in energy costs. But not them. They could give a fuck less. They could care less. But what we are seeing, what we're seeing with all of this, okay... And I know I got a little sidetracked there. I kind of went on a little tangent there, and I'm sorry. So I'm going back to my original point. But what we're seeing with all of this, how we're vilifying these mom and pop shops, these small businesses that tried to keep their doors open during a pandemic, how they're being vilified. All this shit that our government is doing, state, local, federal, it don't fucking matter. 
those who are willing to vilify folks who tried to keep their doors open so they could pay their bills so they wouldn't lose everything. It's disgusting. These people are being vilified for trying to survive. And it's disgusting. But if you think about it, it's an effective tool. It's an effective tool in order to make people hate capitalism and try to force them to embrace a more socialist agenda. This is the same propaganda measures used by communist governments throughout history. They would literally show people who are in better situations because of whatever reason that they were in those better positions. And they would vilify those people. They would vilify those people to the point where they would confiscate their business, shut the doors, take whatever profit that they have made and redistribute it. This happened in Venezuela a lot. And there's plenty of video footage of it's of of it happening. That's the same thing that's going on here. These people need to pay their fair share. These people could barely pay their own fucking bills. And you expect them to pay their fair share? Are you fucking high? Here's a suggestion for you, God Emperor Cuomo. How about you donate your paycheck? How about you lower taxes in the state? In fact, why don't you get rid of a lot of the taxes in this state? So that way, if you could do that, people would stop fleeing the state and going to other states. Maybe businesses would actually come to the state of New York and prosper and generate some revenue for this state instead of chasing them the fuck out with your high taxes, your bullshit laws. I mean, we can't do that, can we? No, we can't do that. This state isn't the only state that's like that. California is like that as well. But what do you expect? What do you expect? I'm telling you right now, folks. If you live in a state that has government that push for lockdowns and are criminalizing the freedom to conduct business and, the, and in, to participate in the free market, you know what I'm talking about. Because you've seen it. It's hard to miss. All these things that we are seeing, all these things that they have done, it's not about public safety. It's about control. It's about power. Everything these, these people do, it's about control. It's almost like they get off on it. You're struggling to survive. While they're sitting 
and opulence laughing at you. I'm not saying we should go and take what they have and give it amongst ourselves. No. How about we fucking get you out of control and put somebody in control that's actually going to give a damn (coughs) about our struggles. (coughs) Excuse me. Somebody's going to give a damn about our struggles and make it easier for us to survive by giving us a fair fucking shot. Instead of us breaking our goddamn balls every fucking day, every week, week after week, when we get our paycheck and see that a massive amount has been taken out in taxes, that we don't even know where the fucking money goes. How about you lower the fucking taxes? How about you give us a fucking chance? But again, we're not going to do that. Because that's not what this is about. This is not about helping people. This is about controlling them. 120% that's what this is about. We're going to stand by and we're going to watch the people struggle and then we're going to laugh at them. And then we're going to pass more and more and more laws telling them what they can and can't do. And I'm telling you right now, you're going to push in one day, one fucking day, you're going to push too far whether I'll be alive to see that day or not I don't know but it's going to happen it's going to happen you're already starting to see fracturing in this country because of all the fucking shit that's going on so what do they do instead of looking at it identifying it for what it is and taking responsibility that they're responsible for this. They're going to pin it on something else. And then their response to that is create more unjust laws. I cannot repeat this any more than I already do. It's about Control. Pure and simple. Plain and simple. That's what this is about. And it's never going to stop unless we do something about it. What that is, I don't know. But something needs to be done. Because we're going to wake up. I'm, gonna t- I'm telling you, one of these days we're going to wake up and we're not going to have a country anymore I keep saying we're heading for dark times we're there we're right on the precipice of of all of it we're just waiting for this for shit to pop off because it's going to and that's not a threat that's a prediction that's not a threat at all it's a prediction
But like I said, you think these assholes in D.C. or any one of your state capitals care? No, they don't. No, they don't. They sit in their ivory towers thinking that they're untouchable. They can do whatever the hell they want. And that's the problem. One thing that I had saw, and I know all of you had saw, up to the election, coming up to the election, you had Joe Biden get into the face of a blue-collar worker and tell him, I don't work for you. Well, you see, motherfucker, yes, you do. You work for me, and you work for everybody else in this country. You're beholden to us. You were put there because people voted for you. That's why you're there. So yes, you do work for us. I didn't vote for you. I didn't vote for you. I don't support you. I sure as hell don't support your platform. But am I an, am I an American? Yes, you are. And as an American, you are my president. I'm not going to play that game. I'm not going to play that game. I am an American. I'm an American citizen. I didn't vote for Joe Biden. I don't like Joe Biden. But is he the president of the United States? Yes, he is. So therefore, he is my president. And that goes out. That goes for all of you people as well. We're going to sit there and say, we're going to do what the Democrats say and say, not my president. Well, if you're an American citizen, yes, the fuck he is. Sorry. Sorry. He is. Fucking get over yourselves. If you're an American, he is the president of the United States of America. Therefore, he is your president. Don't be a child. But I'm nobody to lecture anyone. I'm not. So I digress. The sheer fact that we have a guy like that as our president saying things like that to constituents... If that doesn't run chills down your spine, then I don't know what will. Because what he did there, he did the one thing that all politicians in this country wish they could say and get away with. And Joe Biden did it. Because let's face it, people, politicians don't give a fuck about us. Sure, they say they do. But that's because they want your vote. The only thing that they're concerned about is power. And once they get that power, the only other concern is how they can hold on to that power. For how long they can hold on to that power. That's the only thing that matters to them. While we're sitting here suffering, they're laughing it up. <laughs> 
sure they play a big game. They show you know they 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 put it on a big act in front of everybody. But at the end of the day, they all work together to fuck us over. And it's as simple as that. This country, this country right now, is at its breaking point. It is. It's at its breaking point. Whether it's being spent into oblivion to the point where none of it matters... And we completely go bankrupt. And once that happens and our money becomes fucking useless, hyperinflation sets in and we can't afford shit. We can't afford nothing. Whether it's that or war or being destroyed from within, we're at the breaking point. This is literally what we're looking at right now, folks, and it is scary. I don't know how much longer this country is going to be able to hold out. We've gone through a lot of dark times in our country. We've went through a lot of hard times in our country, and we came out. That was because the caliber of the people back then were different. The mentality back then was different. Nowadays, we're too busy about arguing about the fact if Mr. Potato Head is gender neutral or not. That's the biggest argument right now. Not the fact that we're being spent into oblivion. Not the fact, not the men, you know, not, not the fact that uh, the citizenry of the United States are pissed. And they're sick and tired of all the shit that's been going on for the last year. No, we're the most important thing right now is if Mr. Potato Head is gender um, neutral. This country has lost its goddamn mind. It has lost its goddamn mind. We're putting this trivial bullshit ahead of actual problems in this country. And I'm not talking about manufactured problems. I'm talking about real problems. And all of you know what those real problems are. All I know, people, is that we're heading nowhere good. And we're heading there fast as fuck. We're heading there on a rocket. And the final destination of where this rocket lands is no fucking good. So... Take it as you want. But this is what's happening. Well, everybody, that's pretty much all I have for you this uh, this week. Um, I don't... At this point, I'm kind of a loss of words because I really don't know what to say anymore. I really don't. I should be surprised, but I'm not. 
These are the things that we're looking at. We are possibly looking at the final coffin nails being driven into our country. And for what? So we look better on the world stage? Why? It don't make sense. But like I said, here we are. I don't have all the answers, people. All I do is give you facts and give you my, you know, give you my opinion on them. That's all I do here. And it seems that a lot of you who listen to this podcast share those same opinions and those uh, same feelings. So my question to all of you is what, what do we do? What needs to be done and how do we do it? Because like I told you earlier in this episode, one day we're going to wake up to find that we don't have a country anymore. And it's not, it's not more of which side did it. Because it, that does not matter anymore. Just because they belong to a, a particular political party, it don't matter no more. It's both sides. Both sides are destroying this country, Republican and Democrat. Because they wouldn't nitpick and argue and fight over shit that does not fucking matter in this country. And the ones who are suffering... The ones who are suffering are us, we the people. And we the people, we're sick, we're tired, and we're pissed. That's all I got for you guys this episode. Take care of yourself. Take care of one another. Be safe, be vigilant. Keep your ears to the ground and your nose to the air. I'm Rusty, the pissed off libertarian. And this has been the hardcore truth. I will talk to all y'all next week. Stay safe out there, guys. Stay safe. Rusty out.